Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. My name is Nick. And I am Ben, aka Sketch256 on Twitch. How y'all doing? Hmm. Are you asking the audience? Hmm. Yeah, and you as well. Oh, cool. Um, audience? Cool. Uh, fascinating i'm doing okay um you know in our pre-recording podcast i told you that i feel like i feel like we should have committed to that bit more before moving on but that's oh i can do it in in editing (laughs) just add crickets in there add in in some audience like (laughs) (laughs) no i was deathly sick yesterday as uh we were talking about earlier yeah um so if my voice doesn't have the same kind of energy or if i just trail off and talking i'll uh, i'll try to get it back in gear if he uh, starts to trail off i might just like we might end the podcast and call the hospital <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but other than that doing pretty well um yeah uh, Nick, things... your eyes are glazing over and you're talking about <laughs> unicorns that's uh, not that's not in the script keep for mentioning a colorful podcast. bear or something. Mm. No, things are good. Happy things are bear. really, really good. Um, work is is going pretty well. Um, good. I just did a, a sound design thing for a buddy of mine, uh, which was really fun. I hadn't done too much sound design lately, but um, yeah, it was really cool to to get back into it. And then I did some um, music composition stuff, some orchestration, which I've or orchestral type music, which I've never done before. Um, and that was really fun. It was really challenging. He was, his prompt was, we want it to sound kind of marble, Marvel, um, kind of like their title okay. screens. And I was like, geez, that's kind of a, it's kind of asking a lot. <laughs> nope, no, no so, pressure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I nailed it. He said it was awesome. Um, oh, great. Okay. Uh, so I guess it went well, but I was like, you know, it was a really tight deadline too. So I was just like. You know what can I get away with in the in the time frame that I have? You know, I've never did doing something like that before, so I think I, yeah, I did okay yeah. with it. Um, only two people have heard it so far, so um, I don't have <laughs> I don't have a lot of feedback on it, and I did think I did okay. Like yeah, one of them is me, and I think I did okay. <laughs> And that's, the other that's person, one hundred percent approval yeah, rating. Yeah, and then the other person was him. <laughs> he says it was awesome, so. Uh, politicians the world over would kill for that i know right <laughs> and some have think about that bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> blowing the lid right off <laughs> sobering thought for you listeners yeah um but that was it was really cool to to get into that and get out of like what i've normally been doing which is a lot of kind of video editing interview style stuff and yeah sure <clears throat> um but yeah, uh, things have been things have been pretty good. Um, yeah, have you uh, slowed down with your stuff? Um, yes and no. I always feel like I'm gonna slow down, and then it's like, okay, after this day, <laughs> then it'll calm down. There's there's this really um, there's a great office in our building where this uh, uh, professor posts these like really funny quotes on her door every day. Um, and so today's was a quote from Jim Carrey and it said, um, to be clear, the Grinch never hated Christmas. He hated people, which is fair. (laughs) I get that. I do. I thought that was pretty great. Um, but she's had a couple that are really fantastic and they just say things like adulthood is just saying things will really calm down next week. 
over and over again until you die. (laughs) (laughs) That one hits way too close to home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've said that way too many times. (laughs) And it's, it's true. No, things have calmed down a lot. So the class I was actually taking, I'm done. I finished writing my paper for that class. And so that was good. And um, the class I'm teaching, uh, my students took their final today, actually. Mm. Um, And so I've graded most of the multiple choice portions of the finals. I got to finish that up. Um, And then I've got some short answers to grade. But then it's like, I'm doing a conference proposal using some of the video game data we've collected so far. um, And that is due on Sunday. So I've got to (laughs) like, it's like, that just kind of snuck up on me. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I can take a day off. Nope, I can't. I can't do that. I can't take a day off. (laughs) I've got too much work to do. Um, But yeah, things will slow down. And they have slowed down considerably from where they were. They're just still pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I got you. Yeah. Um, the, that's the, that's the short that's the long way of answering. Uh, yes, things have calmed down a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, the survey yeah. is is that still open or is it closed now? It's yeah, it's still open. Um, as of right now, you want right to plug now, it? It's December tenth. You want to uh, plug it? Sure. Well, it's yeah. Um, so we're collecting data on video game uh, people who play video games, uh, specifically adults. So if you're 18 years or older and you play video games of any kind, that can be on your cell phone, that can be on a PC or a console. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you play. Um, we would love for you to take the survey. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, you have an option to put your email in. Uh, and if you do put your email in, then you'll be entered into a drawing to win one of four $25 Amazon gift cards for participating. Um, and the survey is aub.ie backslash video hyphen game hyphen survey. <laughs> So we'll link it in the Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we'll but link it in the Twitter too. Um, we'll try in to. In case you're it. not on Twitter, that's a U. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link in the Twitter and uh, we'll put it in the profile of Instagram. I think you can link stuff in the profile of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. <clears throat> it's kind of funny. So, like, um, I released this survey a few weeks ago, and the first time, <clears throat> the first place I tried was on Bungie's forums. Yeah. Have I told you this yet? No, not yet. <laughs> it could not have gone worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh! So I had, um, let's see. Uh, so I released it on Bungie's forum. I'm just like, hey, here's a survey on video game participation. You can win. I just everything I just said. Yeah. Uh, and then I posted the link, and everyone thought I was trying to scam them. <laughs> like I had several comments. All like one person was just like, go scam someone else. Period. Um, <laughs> Another dude was like, uh, you're asking a lot of like really personal questions like what our income is and it's just kind of weird. And I and I wanted to like, so I like actually wrote back this person. I was like trying to explain like, hey, uh, socioeconomic status and income are like really commonly correlated with individual and relational health outcomes. So like anxiety, depression, marital satisfaction, yeah. you know, money is one of the like top topics that couples fight about. It's like those things are like highly correlated. So we try and gather data on income so we can control for that aspect and pull it out. And so we can look at unique relationships between the variables that we're actually interested in. Yeah, right. You know, but it was like, 
okay, he never responded to me. And then it was like, <laughs> another person was like, what even is this link to this survey? You know, they just thought I was lying. And I was like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a custom link made by Auburn University. It's the university I work for. So that's what, you know, that's why it's AUB.IE, Abby. That's what it is. <laughs> like the, the school mascot. That's what that is. You know, it's like, please, I'm not trying to scam you. You know, it was just, it was just like everyone looked at it poorly. I looked at one response that I got from those people and somebody has, has gone in there and just trolled me and just written, there are certain numbers on the internet that are very, very popular <laughs> for various like um, reasons. But yeah. one of them is sixty nine, and I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go any further than that. But sure. like they had written sixty nine for every answer <laughs> in the survey so that dumb. allowed for. An <laughs> so I was like, I don't think that's. I don't think you know sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine is actually your zip code. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to assume that that's not true. <laughs> but and then. The next day, the survey was actually removed from the website. They said it violated like terms of service, like, uh, like it was in some kind of like clause that had to do with, um, like a lot of it had to do with like actually scamming people, and then some had to do with solicitation. And so I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I got. But you. I guess I was soliciting for information, but I, I wasn't trying to scam anybody. Yeah. So anyway, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> that really sucks. But. I actually thought, like, if I had enough people respond to me that way, then maybe I could do, like, a qualitative content analysis of the ways that gamers respond when you try and gather data, like, anonymously on the internet. (laughs) Like, here's some things that maybe you should be aware of. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They may not trust you, and they might troll you. Um, But actually, it's gone really well. I posted on Twitter. I posted on... There's there's a streamer I really like, Leopard. Um, and he is, his discord was super nice and let me post it there. I've had some different friends push it out. Yeah. I know you have as well, like retweeted several times. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> um, so I've gotten some really good responses. I'm up to over 170, I think responses now. Okay, awesome. Um, so with a sample like, like that, I can actually do some pretty cool analyses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get around 400 and we still have a little bit of time left. So trying to push for that gotcha is it just um is it regional at all like is it just for the u.s or is it globally does it matter so i do ask a question about zip code because that's another thing like neighborhood is related to like it's highly correlated with things like socioeconomic status and that kind of stuff so it's kind of correlated with those outcomes so i do ask about zip code but people could leave that question blank if they if they needed to gotcha all right i'm gonna i'm gonna try and retweet it again and um Maybe yeah, see if we you. can get because like I I'm, I follow a lot of um, game audio people and it's a pretty big yeah. network too and so um, one, and I can uh, also one of them retweeted so I, I assume that that was yeah, yeah. They were a friend of yours so. yeah and um and also I'm in a game audio Slack that's got like 600 people in it too so I can um, oh that I would can be try awesome. and throw it in there and see what people um, say about it yeah um, that would be great that so, would be great Thank yeah you. I'll do that um All well, right, cool. cool. Um, so today we don't really have, have a topic that we're going to, you know, discuss. We just kind of wanted to catch up, talk about games a little bit, just casually, um, maybe go over a couple of, you know, we got a couple of small things that we, we might bring up, but nothing real, you know, real concrete. Um, I do want to talk about PlayStation and specifically your PlayStation, my PlayStation. So yes, what's uh, you got a PlayStation? 
<laughs> what is it? So this is like this is something that didn't know if it was ever gonna happen until maybe like I didn't the next generation yeah. and and then you would get and then a it would start the whole cycle over. Then you would again. get a PlayStation Three at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true yeah yeah that would make sense um so yeah i i haven't gotten a playstation and uh I, I had a playstation 2 for a while and i really loved it um yeah. but then i switched over to xbox at some you know around <clears throat> that time yeah um and i've been an xbox person ever since um and there was a deal on walmart i couldn't i couldn't pass up and i think we talked about it in the last episode so got PlayStation and three really good games. God of War, uh, The Last of Us, and Horizon Zero Dawn for $200 um, from Walmart. It was it was an incredible Crazy, deal. Crazy, yeah. Um, and then our, my buddy, who we actually, I've been meaning to shout him out for months, and we did in that one episode of the podcast that we trashed because it wasn't good. <laughs> The one time that we called that we yeah. shouted him out, we threw out the podcast. <laughs> it just didn't go. We recorded two podcasts. The first one sucked, and the second one was the uh, medical, the gaming disorder, the and, gaming uh, disorder one. And that we, we felt really good about that one, but we felt terrible about the first one. Yeah. And so we didn't release the first one, but it was the one that actually had the shout out that's happening right now for our buddy Jordan. Joe Gennato. Joe Gennato. Jornando Genciones uh, on Twitch. Um, he has a wonderfully and, deep and soulful voice and is a chiropractor. S- sort of monotone and Scandinavian. And um, I love the guy. He's, he's a good brother. And he he bought me a copy of Spider-Man, the yeah. Game of the Year edition, uh, for Christmas. Oh, man. So I have four games now. And then Nick surprised me last week with a $50 uh, gift certificate kind of deal uh, credit on PlayStation as well. So yeah. I'm going to have multiple games that I that I don't have time to play. <laughs> <laughs> Already have so that, pretty incredible yeah. PlayStation game library right now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, it was like no PlayStation. And then within a week, I had like every game I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. In fact, after this, I'm gonna I'm gonna start streaming and I'm gonna stream a PlayStation game. I haven't decided which one yet. Nice. I'm having a hard time with it. I'm like, well, Spider Man sounds Still good. Thinking- God of War sounds good. Horizon sounds good. <laughs> have you Have you finished Outer Worlds yet? No, I haven't. I know you told me not to play Horizon yet, but I think you're underestimating my ability to get bored and move between games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're just too similar of games that. If you start, I think if you start Horizon, you're not going to jump back into Outer Worlds until a little while later when you're just going to kind of forget everything that's happened in the Outer <laughs> That's Worlds. already happening. Like <clears throat> yeah. I, play, I play like once or twice a week, and by the time I come back around to him, I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing on yeah. this quest line. <laughs> I, I really still think you should play Spider-Man first because it's, it's probably in my top five maybe even my top three games of all time um wow games of all time yeah because the the gameplay in that is so incredible the storytelling we need to update our good i feel like we need to update our best games of all time list because you didn't list spider-man last time i didn't and i forgot about it but it's just so good um it's it's one of the few games that i completed everything in that game like okay. I went through when yeah. I, I did all the every every little side mission, every little thing. It was just because it was just so fun all the way through. So like, 
Yeah. In games, a lot of times what happens is like halfway through, three quarters of the way through it, the gameplay, I, I kind of start to get it and I just, it just, I'm kind of over it. But in, yeah, for, in sure. Spider-Man, it was just as fun at the very end of when I was playing um, as it was at the beginning when I was learning all the mechanics. Right, right. And I just got okay. more and more fluid with the controls, with the movements. And like by the end of it, it just felt so incredible. And I, I still, I still think it's pro- it play it, the gameplay is probably some of the best gameplay out there, ever. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I, then I, I might do that. I don't know how they got it so fluid, the movements and the web slinging and everything, but it's it's incredible. Yeah. And the the combat system is really really well done. Yeah, it's super super fun. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about the game. I, I definitely want to try it out. I also, I'm itching to play God of War. Mm-hmm. Oh, the I game know. Looks so good. And uh, what? <clears throat> I know. I think you. I think you need to finish Outer Worlds before you jump into either Horizon or God of War. Because Outer Worlds is very, very story driven. So is Horizon and God of War. More so in those two games. Yeah. Um, Spider Man. <sighs> fairly story driven but more gameplay driven um to me right right uh and so um i i just think i think you won't go back to outer worlds if you start any of the other two games considering even considering the the breadth and and the length of those two games horizon and god of war right Um, right right right. but again it's up to you it's up to you i think spider-man is just gonna (laughs) blow you away as soon as you jump into it yeah, I probably will. I'm a little nervous to start another game when I'm I'm in Outer Worlds and I'm I'm still liking it, but I will say that um, Monarch, I feel like was too big and too slow. Sure, I, I get like that. It was kind of like it's like you had a lot of momentum <clears throat> and then you step you stepped into a swamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you trying so to do was, all the side missions and stuff? Yeah, I mean, like okay. that's kind of a thing. That's, it's that's like, what's going to kill you. Do all this. Yeah. yeah, and I. I am trying to do that, and I, I'm still enjoying aspects of the game a lot. But it was also like it just slowed down considerably, sure. and I was like, okay, well, now I'm trying to remember why I'm here. Uh, if you stick <laughs> s- strictly to the main missions, you can get out of there really, really quickly. Well, and I, I'm done with Monarch now. Like I finished okay, it, I gotcha. and so I'm moving on to some other stuff after that. But um, I just need to do a more balanced thing. But yeah, that's just kind of like old habits. When yep. I played RPGs, I always wanted to get every single mission I could and find every secret I could and complete them all. Yeah. Um, FOMO hits me hard in RPGs. Uh, <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, once... Uh, until until I eventually get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm just ready to move on, and then I don't worry about getting every little thing. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, once you get on Monarch, it actually speeds up pretty quickly. You'll spend some time in Byzantium, um, and then just a little bit of time... But you can actually ace right through. Have you seen this guy do the speed run? He beats the game in twelve minutes. No, I heard about it, but I didn't want to spoil anything, so I just yeah, I that's did, a that's a good call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in reality, I don't think you spoil. I don't think he spoils anything in the playthrough, just because he skips through all the dialogue, and uh-huh. he chooses an ending that I don't think most people choose. I'm um, assuming he chooses an ending where he turns in Phineas. Because I would think that turning in Phineas, like Phineas is your main quest giver. So I would assume that if you turn him in, <laughs> I think it's game over. It's not. And it's okay. All right. 
And that's not the only option after making that option. Oh, see, that's one thing I do like about the game. Yeah. Is that you think you're going in one direction and that if you make a decision, it's like that's the one that you made. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are ones you can make after that one that provide nuance. And I didn't realize that until after the first planet. Yeah. Um, Because now if I could go back to the first planet, mild spoiler alert, you have to pick sides. I would pick the same side, but then I would convince them to like take over the city and like yep. work work to like help everyone. Yeah, I wish um, I'd done that. I didn't know that that was an Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. Uh, but I did so I thought about that at Monarch and there's another similar decision where you have to pick between these two sides yep. and I convinced like I picked the side that I wanted but then I convinced them to work with the other people. Yep, so that's that was, what I did too. It actually worked really well. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, it's you're not you're not necessarily stuck um <coughs> I did choose to turn in Phineas, but I wasn't stuck with that decision ultimately. Oh, interesting. And okay. so, um, huh. So yeah. And some other things happen and. Well, now I'm like super interested to keep on playing. Cause I want to know why you turned him in. But uh, don't tell me. I mean, don't tell me, but yeah. I want to, I want to figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It, it gets really, really, really interesting. And one of my favorite moments in any video game happens in Byzantium. Um, there's a transition, okay. Uh, there's an elevator at some point, and there's a transition between different feels of the game, and huh. it was beautifully done how they did it. Uh, I think it's part of a side quest. Um, okay. Uh, you're supposed to. Yeah, there's a retirement type city or part of part of the city, um, and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, you get prompted by some lady in the in the street. Uh, uh-huh. and she's complaining about how these people get randomly chosen to, to join the retirement city and don't have to work anymore. How um, much do you think that was inspired by the near death star in Futurama? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, but this, <laughs> I mean, this is talking hump syndrome. Oh, THS. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to give, t- I'm not going to give any, no, anything yeah, don't else give anything away, away, but yeah. that's the prompt. And there's an elevator, um, and the way that they did this port, this part of the game, was incredible. Um, okay, it was super cool. incredible. Uh, and I think when you when you kind of go through it and realize it, um, yeah. you'll you'll see what I mean. But it's it's I, I don't I didn't I wanted to put a Twitter post out there, but there's not really a good way to say it without giving things away. So like right right. Um, I'm going to wait till you play and then we'll talk about it at some point. I've seen some great Twitter posts of like people trying not to spoil things. And it's like, um, I played the outer worlds. (laughs) It is a video game. The end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. A certain way about it. It's hard. Like even now I'm trying to like be really careful, uh, (laughs) about how I, how I say it. Um, well, the good news is, and I think this is actually true when I say it. I should have a break coming up. <laughs> so in less than two weeks, um, Lee and I are going to be driving to uh, to to spend a couple weeks with her parents yeah. and her family for Christmas. And usually, and I think it still will be this year, but who knows. But yeah. usually it's a time where it's a lot of relaxation. Yeah. I wait. I kind of wake up early anyway, so I wake up early and play video games until breakfast, and then we kind of hang out and do whatever throughout the day. And yeah. then I tend to play video games before I go to bed, and sometimes throughout the day as well. Like if we're not doing anything, right? And so I should have plenty of time to kind of dive into like, like hopefully finish up the Outer Worlds because I can, 
I think I'm going to take my laptop, Xbox, and my PlayStation. <laughs> Wait, can you not because s- sync your saves to to Windows or yeah, to Windows and play? So, you, play it on so for the Outer Worlds, the cloud save works okay between my PC and my laptop. Yeah, um, but I can't do it from my from either of those to my Xbox for some reason. Oh, I thought it was a game every Pass time I, thing. I thought so too. I mean, it would make sense to me because it's the same game and it's on the same yeah ecosystem. But for some reason, it, they won't allow it. So oh, I, can't, I gotcha. I can't. I, uh, every time I fired up the Xbox version, it's just like been like new game. Deal, gotcha. So yeah, but if I and the laptop one for the for, to the uh, desktop, it works okay. But there are some things I usually have to try and figure out. So I'm hoping I can just like transfer over everything to my laptop before I go and then gotcha. finish it up there. Yeah, but. <clears throat> yeah. yeah you're definitely gonna want to get some time in um on playstation um i know i know and i uh, so that's why that's i'm like streaming playstation tonight which i haven't ever done before yeah and i'm streaming a game besides destiny 2 and i usually stream destiny 2 and i still like the game but it's not it's not holding my interest at the moment sure. as much um and i just kind of want to play some other stuff so i'm I'm going to try something out probably spider-man after this maybe i still can't decide yet but um (laughs) i'm going to play something and uh on the playstation i'm excited about that so yeah that's cool get some time with some new games yeah yeah i really hope you can um what time when are you heading out To, to go to our parents house yeah uh we're driving up on the 21st Oh, you might be able to be Outer Worlds before then, then. Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe. You, I mean, this... Honestly, I think you can beat it in about five five hours, maybe maybe eight hours. You can beat the rest I of the I still game. have some side quests to do. I've got, like, companion side quests to do and things like that, okay. so I don't know, but we'll see. I think... Uh, how many companion quests have you finished up? Have you finished any of them? I haven't finished any of them, like... Okay. So I did... So I thought I finished the ones with um, Pavardi, but then like she had more yeah, after that. Hers are the longest, I think. Okay, yeah. And for me, it's like I'll do anything for Pavardi. She's just such a sweetheart. <laughs> she is. So however long it takes, I'm gonna help her. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> That's good. But uh, but I probably won't do them for everybody or to the extent that everyone is asking me to because I. Some of these characters just aren't grabbing me in the same way that other like characters in like Knights of the Old Republic or sure. Bio or uh, or um, Mass Effect did. Yeah, like Ellie. Like I don't <clears throat> like Ellie at all. I'm hoping I, that that will change in Byzantium. She became one of my favorites. Okay. Ellie okay. Did, yeah. So I'll check her out because right now she's just like she doesn't. She she's just like a board. Like you talk yeah. to her and she's like very one track and has no depth. And so I'm hoping that that will change. Because um, she wants me to do a side quest for her in Byzantium, so yeah. we'll check that out. But yeah, it's, um, it's I like I like Nioka. I think Sam is funny just because he just he, he's one track, but that track yeah. is funny. Yeah. Um, and then Pavardi is great. Um, I don't like the um, vicar. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the vicar. He's so he's like uh, he's just really he's another one that that he kind of grows on you after you get okay, like halfway okay. through his his thing i i didn't like him either i mean even through the end is like he's not my favorite but i understood like i think he he came out better and yeah i liked the direction he went okay okay um, he just seems pompous to me i don't yeah. like a better word but yeah 
and he comes so like a lot of his backstory you can tell like he wasn't always a vicar he was pretty terrible person oh he was like in prison for a while yeah right and um and he he wanted purpose but you kind of get an understanding of like where he he why he is the way he is because he wanted a purpose other than one that was given to him and he couldn't understand how his parents could just accept what their purpose was or their their lot in life and just be so happy um and excited to be that and he thought mm. he was made for more, and and so like his whole his whole drive is about that, just trying to figure out the purpose of life and his purpose huh. in this world. Um, and that's yeah. that's why he becomes such a an a hole and is kind of pompous, <laughs> is because he thinks he's meant for bigger and better things. Um, yeah. Well, he's deeply angry. Like you can tell that. Mm-hmm. Um, underneath the surface because like there was one step i actually completed and i was like whoa he's angry yeah um so yeah i should explore those characters a little bit more but anyway um that's all to say hopefully i want to get some good stuff done with video games in the near future i do think you can um so the companion quests if you had to do all of them i think you could probably knock them all out in like two or three hours um they're not that bad and then and then the the rest of the the game i think you could probably kill in about five six hours yeah but yeah i should have again i keep on wanting to say this i should have some time next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see and i genuinely think i will like i should be done grading finals like tomorrow yeah catching up with some research work working on that proposal the proposal's due on sunday so that'll be done by then so i think i i think i should have some time next week (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, that's what's going down. So what do you? Uh, you said you watched um, what lit play God of God of War. I watched Mr. Fruit play God of War. Mr. Fruit, I got you. Um, yeah, he had like he has like a whole playthrough on his other channel. Um, so did, I I still want to play it just because it just looks amazing and the story is incredible. Okay. Like I've seen all the story beats and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so there's not much mystery there for me, but it's it still looks incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched all that. I watched Lit play a little bit of Horizon. Not much, though. I, I didn't really have any idea what was going on. Yeah, that's kind of a deeper... Um, kind of a deeper game. There's a lot going on in that game. Um and we've talked about it before. I'm not sure if you're going to like it as much because it is open world, uh, like real open world. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. But I think the gameplay is, is really amazing, and the world that they've built was is really incredible. Um, yeah. Well, it yeah. might be the kind of thing that I just really focus on the story and move through it, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what I'm mostly interested yeah. in. Yeah, and I don't think they force you into like having to do side quests and stuff like that. Um, like there's a benefit to them, of course. Uh, and you kind of get a, a, sure. a bigger picture of the world through the side quests, but like they're not necessary. Um, that's one thing I'm, I'm really frustrated about Assassin's Creed Origins right now is that yeah. there's kind of this, I hit two or three times where I'm just trying to play the main yep. quests 
and because I'm not high enough level, I can't beat the main boss. They make you, they make you grind. Yeah, yeah and it, it's frustrating because then I have to go back and play some of the side quests to level up just to be able to beat the the main quest guys. Which I don't think that's how it should be. Like if I want to just play straight through the main quest, I should be able to. Um, so that's one of the things that those games come under a lot come under a lot of fire for, um, in that they're basically just filled with all this filler. I mean, yeah. for lack of a better term, but you you have to do all these side quests that are basically really repetitive, so you can level up your character, so you can do the next part in the story, mm-hmm. and then they sell those XP boosters, yeah, through microtransactions, time savers, time savers. <laughs> That's what right? they call so them. So the idea is like. Pay money so you don't have to play our game as much. But we're going to fill it with a lot of, you know, basically purposeless <coughs> side quests just to just to get your experience number up so you can then carry on. Yeah. And so that, I think that's always been a thing that's really turned me off of those games. The, the weird thing is it's not necessary. I think the main missions, I think it's a good like 20 to 30 hours, just the main missions alone. So it feels like they're, oh, yeah. they're adding just hours and hours of side quests just to say mm-hmm. that the game's longer, which I think right now, I mean, Outer Worlds has proven, like, you don't need a 50-hour game. It can be 20 hours. It can be 15 hours. The game will still no, be good. Yeah, it's it's about, like, how much game is in that 15 hours. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... Or I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. Um, okay, you have this big open world. Is mm-hmm. it, does it feel does it feel lived in? Right. Like, what's the point of a big open world if it's sterile and pointless? Yeah. And that's 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 something that like is kind of a critique of the old Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can run around this whole city, but ninety eight percent of percent of the city you can't interact with. Right. It's just empty build. Like, it's just a building that you climb on top of. Mm-hmm. And is it really better that it's humongous? Right. So if it doesn't feel purposeful, you know, like I think that, that yeah. that's the weird thing. The story in Assassin's Creed Origins is actually really, really good. I think it's really yeah. well written. Um, I've heard the stories for both of those games, the Origins and the Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, I, I, they did a great job with it. It just feels like it feels like something they're holding on to is just these side quests, like having a ton of them. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it just makes it feel drawn out when it doesn't need to. Uh, cause there's a yeah. lot of other stuff to do. Um, that's not main mission or side quests. It's like you can go fight in the arena or you can right. go take on these trials or do other stuff like that. That's not necessarily part of the main game but there are other events that happen in the world that are added or changed or whatever and uh, so like it just feels like a holdover and an unnecessary one Um, if they keep building the game like it is and just get rid of like all the extra side quests I'm I'm okay with having like one or two but some of these side quests it's like it's the same guy and you're doing kind of like a, a like a trail of side quests for this one person, but it ends up being yeah. like eight different quests, one after the other. Um, sure. And then you have to do like three or four times in every city. It just seems unnecessary. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they, they kind of ditch that in, in uh, future games. Um, yeah. Or just calm it down a little bit or not have it be as necessary. Cause like I can, I can really do without it because I want to move on to the other games too. Like I want to play Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey. Um, what game did you pick up for PS4 recently? 
I did uh, God of War, Sekiro? God of War, and um, and Persona Five. Um, and oh, actually, okay. Jordan, shout out to Jordan, Jordan, hey, Jordanato. Jordan. Uh, he got me uh, Sekiro <laughs> on um, Xbox. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So I know you're interested in playing that. So um, I am for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Me too, because like I, I don't like Dark Souls. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's not necessarily I don't like Dark. I don't like Dark Souls. <laughs> it's not necessarily I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Well, so there. I, I think there's. I, a, I don't really care for them either, but I think it's gonna be different. I think that there's more narrative. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And I, th- I think more. I'm not gonna say there's a full narrative. I'm gonna say there's more narrative. Yeah. Then in uh, Dark Souls, where there's none, sure. basically. And then um, I think that the combat is going to be interesting to you for some... I mean, yeah. the combat is interesting to me because it's so based on timing and reading your character, like the other person's... Atta- you, mm-hmm. I, I think that they have... I haven't played it yet, but it looks like they've captured what it feels like to be in a sword fight. Sure, yeah. And I think that that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what's drawing me to it. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dark Souls relied too heavily on it being challenging, and I, I hated the whole idea of like, where like in combat, eighty-five percent of what you're doing is dodging. Um, that just doesn't feel like good combat to me. Like good combat I, design. I agree personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping Sekiro is different, where you actually need to like time the dodges and you actually need to time your attacks and like you're not well it's also it's also that the enemies will hit you with different types that require like different they, re- they require different strategies mm-hmm. so there are some attacks that are straight on thrusting attacks and yeah. when, when you'll eventually you'll learn a certain move when if you time your parry or whatever you'll like you'll parry that specific attack yeah. in such a way that really throws off the stance of the, of the, of the opponent. Right. And then there are some that are like, you just have to jump over this or dodge it. Right. Um, and you can't parry it per se. You just have to get out of the way or, right. or something like that. But it's like, it, it, it sounds like they're, it sounds like a rhythm game in some ways. Sure. Like there are certain moves that require you to respond in a certain way to be able to throw your opponent off balance. And I think that sounds pretty cool. Right. But. Which which is really interesting because uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, their combat system went more in that direction. So like you have yeah. heavier enemies and bosses where you have to time your attacks. You have to dodge certain attacks, but you can parry certain attacks. Um, and you right. have to attack differently depending on the boss and depending on their defensive stance and stuff like that. So there's a lot more nuance in the combat system there, which I really, really right. enjoyed. So I think if if uh, Sekiro can come in that direction from Dark Souls a little bit, I think that'd be great. Because um, yeah. it, just, it just got super frustrating playing Dark Souls. Um, you know, and if you... if any of the sure. listeners do like Dark Souls? That's great. It just it just didn't feel like like one of the frustrating things to me is like why am I stuck in a drinking animation when I'm trying to drink a potion to heal myself? Like why does my character that, have that's to stop completely? Sekiro. <laughs> see, I, see that just seems like well we want to make be it. Stuck. You might be able to dodge out of it. I'm not sure, but it does take it does take some time to be able to heal yourself. It just yeah. frustrated me like. Why can't I move and drink this potion at the same time? Uh, it just seems like a mechanic. Bro, have you tried to drink something while you're running? It's hard. I, I, <laughs> I can still do it, especially when I'm being attacked. <laughs> if 
a giant monster that's like half knight and then half tree like tentacle thing is trying to hit me i can definitely drink and run at the same time at least walk <laughs> you know night tree tentacle man <laughs> that guy's that guy's a real jerk yeah <laughs> he's terrible at parties um, yeah yeah Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> um uh so did you want to talk about um game music at all i did so i thought yeah we have a little bit of time left in this episode and um our our good buddy bicep slicer uh, maybe i should explain that a little bit more there's a guy named bicep slicer <laughs> boy who hangs out my twitch channel He's a he's a good guy. He's not a psychopathic killer, and he listens to um, he doesn't slice biceps literally, <laughs> but he practices judo. And there's a move called the bicep slicer, and that's where he got it from. Anyway, hmm. uh, he asked a while back, and we just haven't we just haven't gotten around to it. But he asked a couple questions. That he he was interested interested in hearing us talk about. And one of those was video game music. Yeah, and. I thought at first I was like I don't know how much I have to say about video game music. Um, but then I thought about it more, and there's definitely some there's there are definitely some um, scores from games that have like stuck with me over the years or yeah. been really meaningful. And so I thought we could just like open up and talk about maybe some of our favorite soundtracks or songs uh, from different games and uh, maybe maybe point some every some of our every gamer listeners uh, and those in the direction of those games so they can experience those incredible works of music. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's definitely one I want to do more research on just because like I'm terrible at just remembering stuff like that, like Uh stuff, but I will tell you one of the most influential, um, uh, themes and soundtracks was final fantasy seven for me. Like it's one that all the time I go back and listen to. Yeah. I I go back and listen to like orchestral versions of it. Um, I think it's, it's been done by so many different orchestras and different like remixes and like, I don't know. There's something incredible about the music. Um, Like it was just, it was perfectly written for, for that game. And like, it's still acclaimed as some of the best orchestral music ever written. Final um, Fantasy VII has got some great music for sure. Yeah, and the the iconic I don't know if it was this was written before Final Fantasy VII, but the 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 end um, menu whenever you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that that little thing and then it leads into that thing. Yeah, that. I mean, that's still stuck in my head, and I haven't played that game in probably 15 years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I can remember all of those sounds for sure. Yeah, so that has to be like one of my favorite and most iconic music that I can oh, yeah. remember. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII was going to be on my list as well. And I also remembered, I can't remember it now, but I played, stick with me here, I played the Pokemon trading card game video game (laughs) on game boy and so it was like a game boy game where you play as a kid who's collecting pokemon trading card games pokemon trading cards and bet yeah seriously and (laughs) battling with them and i played that game so much that 
um, and I would have like my earphones in and listening to the music that even when I didn't have my earphones in, I would hear the tracks. Yeah. Like I can remember one time I was playing and I was like, the music's not on, but I can hear all of it. <laughs> Cause I just played oh, it so much. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, moving forward, there was a couple other games I thought really stood out to me. One of them, honestly, is Destiny 2. Destiny 2, mm. oh, Vanilla, yeah. um, you know, there was lots of issues with that game, but the music was not one of them. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's a really incredible song early on in the game um, called Journey. Um, so if you can, if you just like YouTube, Destiny 2 soundtrack, Journey, and they have, they have this... Um, the Kronos Quartet, I think, is what it plays with them as well. And it's just a gorgeous, yeah. beautiful song. I mean, it's incredible. Um, and then there are some other songs, like a chorus theme is really pretty. Um, and then there's an awesome track that plays when you're fighting the main v- villain of that story, Dominus Gaul. I yeah. think the song is called Dominus or Gaul, or maybe Dominus Gaul. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's some form of that. <laughs> and it's an awesome track it like starts off as very tense because you're fighting this boss and then there's a very clear piece where the it shifts and change to be like more victorious and hopeful yeah and it the sound really swells and it's just beautiful and so i would definitely recommend even if you don't like destiny 2 like check out that those two songs journey and um dominus gall i think Uh, um, those are just great i think journey was that the one that plays after you like um you lose your light and then you make yeah. your way out and you're like walking through the weird yes. wilderness that yeah. really set the that. tone so beautifully that's one of the most memorable moments for d2 for me um, absolutely that's some of the some of the best um music tied into gameplay that destiny has ever done yeah absolutely um the voice direction yeah. of when um ghost doesn't really doesn't have his light <clears throat> yeah but he's like he's his like voice sounds really and weak real tired. and tired yeah and then yeah, you go through yeah. and you're you're just walking through the wilderness and you come upon that camp where all those guardians died because they didn't have their light. Um, right. And yeah, it was just, inc- that's an incredible one. Yeah. I forgot about oh, that it's one. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one that stands out to me for sure is a fallout theme um, where, it's, okay. where it starts off in a minor key where dun, 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 and then it shifts to that major. Um, that progression is, it's, it's to me, similar to like Mozart's um, Symphony Number no. Five, um, okay. that theme um, is so ingrained in my brain. It's uh, there's something about it that was just so beautiful. Boom, 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 da, boom. So the um, it it's just a beautiful orchestration to me, and um, yeah, it yeah. starts off kind of and it sets. It, I think it it perfectly sets the mood for that game, where it's like. Yeah. Um, there's something off, but you're not really sure about what's off about sure. it. Sure. Um, and so whenever, whenever I hear that theme, it's it's incredible. I I, I want to learn how to play it on piano, but I still haven't done it yet. Um, yeah. Oh, and then it goes to the da da ba da ba boom 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 boom. Oh, that little theme right there is similar to uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> Uh, the yeah, the I was theme. thinking that actually. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but there, yeah, there's something incredible about that theme song. Um, I go back and listen to that all the time, um, and I think there's some piano only versions of it that's really incredible. Uh, but that yeah. one's definitely iconic for me. Um, 
the Fallout theme uh, in Very general. Cool. It changes a little bit per per version of Fallout, but I think um, the the theme in general is just really really great. Fallout Four is probably the one that that I'm thinking about the most. So okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other games that came to mind, um, and we've talked. I've talked about this one before, but Celeste has got an incredible. Oh soundtrack. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and music is a is a, it's not just a part of the atmosphere of that game. I mean, it is. It it is telling the story as well. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a key part of that because every level you go to, they play they play a few notes to let you to kind of, it's like an overture almost right. when you go to like the, like a musical and they play the overture so you can pick out the main themes of all the songs. Um, it's like a, a brief little thing that gives you a preview of what the song is going to be like in that next level. And they, it changes based off of where you are in the gameplay part of the level. And yeah. it's just beautiful. Resurrections is my favorite um, song on that album. Resurrections is and awake are both really great um but the whole i mean the whole album is really cool and then i don't know how much i liked all of the music from this game but the um opening theme to skyrim yeah you know was yeah, yeah. like dovahkiin you know that was like that was great <laughs> yeah i i went very epic very like you you get this feeling like you're in norse mythology almost and you're you're in you know uh, this very harsh terrain but these hardy people and you, and you feel that in the music that's there it feels very weighty yeah it they they wrote the the language for it and then um uh-huh. they um i remember um watching the doc the mini doc on them recording for it and they they like triple track or quadruple track so they just tracked multiple times the this choir this men's i think it was a men's choir um Uh, and then you know they just stacked those and it created this big powerful like and you know it was it's (laughs) really really incredible um so that's a that's a good one i I forgot about that one too oh yeah um you got another one yeah i think halo halo Oh, Halo, yes, obviously, yes. Yeah, 100%. Man. Yeah, the music for that game was amazing. Halo Reach, I think. Halo Reach is just the the pinnacle. It's still in my head when we played Halo Reach, and it's what got me into multiplayer games. Uh-huh. Yeah, the orchestration on that is incredible. The arrangement... Yeah, I don't know. It's inc- is is incredible because it just started off and just has so much energy, and then all those little points where it just like goes up the strings. Um, uh huh. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's probably yeah. one of my favorites ha- too. Halo, yeah, some of the best music in video game history. Um, another thing I was gonna say that it wasn't necessarily original music, um, but music and how it plays out in Bioshock. Yeah, is especially creepy because you have this like very. It's like big band music, which mm-hmm. is usually played in like these, you know, you can imagine like black and white movies with people at fancy dinner parties and tap dancing and things like that. It just feels very happy. Yeah. And then that's that's juxtaposed to the like hellish landscape of what has happened. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've forgotten the name of the city that, um, oh, what is it? In Bioshock. What is the name of the city where they're at? Uh, It's not Atlantia, is it? Or something like that? I don't think so. I thought it was something more like... Uh, 
I keep wanting to say Cloud City. That's not right. Well, that's that might be Bioshock Infinite. Oh, that's right. But the the, the first Rap- like the Rapture? Bioshock that Rapture. Yeah. Is it Rapture? Yeah, it yeah. is Rapture. Yeah, Rapture. Yeah. So um, the music that's playing over like. You know, it's like you walk in and you can hear something like a, you know, it may not be Bing Crosby, but that kind of music. Yeah. And that's like, but you're look, you're walking into something where like a massacre has happened in a restaurant or a dentist office or a, you know, a club. Yeah. And it's like terrifying to look at, but then you hear this music playing over, and it just creates a really eerie. I, it creates an incredible sense of eeriness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they they did such a great job with the music direction in that game for sure. I think it's so. Um, I think one of the things that I've learned a lot is, um, especially being on the audio side of, of things before, like yeah. if, if someone that's in game dev or in like doing a short film or whatever, if you can bring audio in during pre production, you can plan for things to batch up so much better, like what you're talking about. Yeah. Celeste, sure. like I'm, I'm sure that they had their audio person in early on so that they designed it to work together and it just I mean, always it's, makes it's completely intentional yeah it, it makes for a yeah. way 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 better gaming experience rather than tacking it on post yeah. and just trying to figure out how to make it work um, absolutely yeah and so like early 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 on like it, it it's necessary it's so so necessary because i've been on both sides of it where it's just like i'm fighting against whatever I'm working on rather than being a part of it and like making right. adjustments and like being able to have the director or the writer or, you know, the character designer make adjustments based yeah. off of what I'm doing yeah. too. Um, and yeah. so seeing things like that, it just, it, it, it always just feels like a more cohesive experience um, when, sure. when that happens. Um, no, yeah. I, I totally agree. It's um, I've been listening to this podcast that um uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela. Yeah. Kinsey. Uh, Kinsey. Is that her real last name? Yeah. yeah Cause Angela Martin is her name. So the office ladies yeah. and they, and they keep on talking about how the writers and the, like the writers were actors mm-hmm. um, and the actors were writers in a lot of ways. And there was a lot of back and forth between there and the writers were very involved in the, and the directorial process yeah. and things like that and the, all that. So they, they were, were involved on set in every, too. There, yeah, so if you wrote the episode, you were on set all throughout filming, and so that you were there to help, like with like coming out with new jokes that had to be there, or helping guide guide the actors in the direction they needed to go if they needed help or things like that. Yeah, and all that to say, you can tell because the writing in the office is some of the best. Yeah, in, you know, some of the best that's ever been, mm-hmm. and so it, it's so clear that they were not they weren't thinking of it as an afterthought. Like they were intentional everywhere to weave it in. And it's kind of the same thing with the music. Yeah. yeah. These great games that we're talking about, like the music feels like it feels like it's part of the game experience and it wouldn't be the same without it. Absolutely. Yeah. It needs to tie together. I mean, that's, that's how the, the game can stand. And that's how, like, I think we can, can, remember like melodies and music way way longer than we can remember gameplay feel or visuals of a game um oh yeah i think our musical memory you you started humming that halo theme and that brought me right back to high school like 100 percent. yeah so um that's just really really cool Uh, this is this was cool i i kind of want to um do a a deeper uh episode on on it and maybe get some feedback on some um 
some uh, some of the the listeners. So, um, you listeners, um, tell us some some music and some compositions that really stood out to you that you remember from from long long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things that were iconic to you and and things that you you know that that you'll remember the rest of your life. Let us know what those are for yeah. you. Uh, yeah, times when, times when the music really stood out to you and the gaming experience. We'd love to hear about that. It doesn't necessarily need to be just a theme. It could be like a particular moment where the music stood out to you in the game, mm-hmm. in the gameplay. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. You can uh, reach us at the EG Podcast on Twitter and also on Instagram. And uh, you can follow me at Nick J. Wells on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me at Skish256 on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Yeah. So wherever you are just look for sketch 256 yeah um so yeah thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us uh this was really fun not to yeah, have, it's been fun. Yeah. have like a specific topic to to nail down on but just to kind of talk and, and hang out so uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it too and um i guess we'll um talk to you guys in the next episode yeah you'll take care